Hi Church, great to be with you here again. I hope you've had a great week, whether you're watching either online or actually inside one of our campuses this morning. God bless you for being here. Today, it's my privilege to kick off our next series, the series which we've titled Flourish. And Flourish, we've actually um, wrapped this message around the book of Proverbs. So over these next number of weeks, we'll be diving into and understanding what the writer of Proverbs is teaching us. We're going to talk about topics over the number of weeks called flourishing homes, uh, flourishing families, flourishing vocations, how we can have a flourishing church, and of course, how do we build and live in a flourishing community. One of the reasons for speaking about this flourish topic is to really help, I suppose, answer this question in these times that we're in is, how do we bounce back? We all need more wisdom and the the writer of Proverbs, Solomon, says this is one of the great things that we should try for is to have more wisdom. The topic today is how do we have a flourishing life? I suppose the best way to maybe set up this talk this morning is to simply paint a little picture for you. When you woke up this morning and you looked in the mirror, did you think when you looked at yourself, wow, I'm flourishing? Well, I can't say that that's the response that I had this morning, and I'm sure that for all of you out there, I don't know that you always respond first thing in the morning like that. So I want us to uh, look at some of the biblical principles about how to have a flourishing life. The first point in my message today is, what's the first best step that we could do in having a flourishing life. It really, I suppose, comes from Proverbs chapter three, um, verses five to 10. I mean, maybe you've got your Bible there or we're online. We've got those scriptures at the bottom of the picture. Let me read these number of verses to you um, in Proverbs three, verses five to 10. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Then you will have healing for your body and strength for your bones. Honor the Lord with your wealth and the best part of everything you produce. Then he will fill your barns with grain and your vats will overflow with good wine. This scripture, um, I suppose to me, helps answer the flourishing life question. In a world that's wondering um, who and what do we trust in? Where do we find meaning and purpose in life? And why could um, so many bad things happen to so many different people? Well, again, over 3,000 years ago, the wisest man that ever lived prior to Jesus arriving on planet Earth made it clear to us that simply trusting in God and His leadership and the Word in our lives that we will find a path to a flourishing life, that we'll find freedom from evil, wisdom that will be available in every circumstance, that there'll be healing to our body and refreshment to our souls. 
increased in productivity, um, the Bible talks about, and that we'll be flourishing in every provision. Well, in the midst of all of that, that we can also celebrate our life. So I suppose another way to reinforce this point is when trouble hits you, what do you depend on? Well, Solomon was saying in that very first verse there, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Do not depend. Do not depend on your own understanding. The second best step that I can encourage you into this morning and again, confirming what Solomon is writing about is really, I suppose, taking the step of generosity. In Proverbs chapter 11 is a fantastic um, number of verses there. Let me read these to you. Verses 25 to 30, the writer here says, the generous will prosper. I mean, another way to say that is the generous will flourish. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. People curse those who hoard up their grain, but they bless the one who sells in time of need. If you search for good, you will find favour. But if you search for evil, it will find you. Trust in your money and down you go. But the godly flourish like leaves in spring. But those who bring trouble on their families inherit the wind. The fool will be a servant to the wise. Listen to this. The seeds of good deeds become a tree of life. A wise person wins friends. We've just completed a season of legacy. And here again, Solomon is talking about 3,000 years ago, talking about the idea of seed, the seed of good deeds will end up becoming a tree. Generosity is and should be a marker of a person who is a follower of Jesus Christ. We become people who flourish in life when we become people who live generous lives, generous in our time, generous in our thoughts, generous in our words, generous in our relationships, and definitely generous inside our families, as well as generous in our finances, our resources, and inside the community that we live. Generosity is a marker, is a step that we should all take to become a person who flourishes in this life. What's the third best step about how to have a flourishing life? Simply put, it's to be emotionally healthy. Maybe that phrase for some people uh, watching or in our buildings today might be new. For us as a church, in our times, inside our teams and our staff, we've been talking about this concept or this idea of emotional health for the last couple of years. In the book of Proverbs, there's nearly 100 references to the heart. And perhaps it could be summed up simply in this one verse, Proverbs 4, verse 23. You all know it. You've heard it many times. And it says this, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. 
I mean, if you want to look about how, how your heart's going, all you got to do is look at the direction of your life. If, if you're not happy with the direction of your life, don't um, spend time working on changing directions. Work at actually changing the nature and the personality of your heart. I mean, I love the way the Passion Translation puts that same verse. It says, so above all, guard the affections of your heart, for they affect all that you are. Pay attention to the welfare of your innermost being, for from there flows the wellsprings of life. Peter Scascaro wrote a great book, which we've all, again, turned upside down. It's called The Emotionally Healthy Leader. He states that going through a dramatic emotional crisis, and I'd love to quote what he's written about himself. He says that for nearly two decades, I had ignored the emotional component in my spiritual growth and relationship with God. It didn't matter how many books I might read or how much I devoted myself to prayer, I would remain stuck in repeated cycles of pain and immaturity unless and until I allowed Jesus Christ to transform aspects of my life that were deep beneath the surface. He goes on and he says, I discovered that my life is a lot like an iceberg. I was afraid of only a fraction of it and largely unaware of the hidden mass beneath the surface. And it was this hidden mass that had wrecked havoc on my family and on my leadership. It wasn't until I understood that these beneath the surface components of my life had not been transformed by Jesus. Listen to this closing point. I discovered the inseparable link between emotional health and spiritual maturity. It's not possible to be spiritually mature while remaining emotionally immature. When we ignore our emotional health, we do so at our own peril. Church, can I encourage you that you would take whatever steps that you need to take to guard your heart to guard your emotions, invest into counselling, invest into authentic discipleship. We call that life groups at Hope You See. And make sure that you're embedded inside that because that's where you can actually grow and practice being emotionally healthy. And there's so much more to that topic. And in our um, Flourish Plus series, we're going to have a lot more content on our Hope You See YouTube channel going into all of these topics. So what's the next step, the last step? Or should I say, what's the fourth best step in leading a flourishing life? It's simple. It's one word. It's called forgiveness. Proverbs speaks a great deal about our personal relationships. And it's true, the, the closer we allow people into our lives, the more potential for us to get hurt. And sadly, hurt people hurt other people. I mean, we need to find ways um, to live authentically and live through the pain of being hurt rather than resisting or putting distance between other people. And how do we resolve and forgive broken trust? For some people in the service today, maybe you're finding it this idea of forgiveness and you can't even forgive other people honestly because you haven't really forgiven yourself. 
forgiving yourself of past failures or, or mistakes that you might have had. Well, again, let me encourage you in this service this morning that the writer of Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 10, verse 11, he says, the words of the godly are life-giving fountain. The words of the wicked conceal violent intentions. The Passion Translation has a slightly different tone to it and it says this, a wise person demonstrates patience for mercy means holding your tongue when you are insulted, be quick to forgive and forget, for you are virtuous when you overlook an offence. I've got fantastic good news for you today. I can guarantee in your future that there's going to be a number of opportunities for you to get offended. Don't worry, you're not going to miss out. At some point in your life in the future, you will be offended. The antidote to offence, simply forgiveness. The starting place for wholeness and for freedom and for a flourishing life is the recognition that Jesus Christ also offers us forgiveness. If you can't forgive yourself, if you can't accept his forgiveness, how will you ever offer forgiveness around you. You will be one of those people who go around hurting other people. So you must learn to accept his forgiveness, his love, grace and mercy. Jesus Christ died and, and rose again, which is a beautiful picture of perfect forgiveness. And he did that not for himself, but for you and me. St. Augustine the great scholar from the ancients of days wrote this. He says, our hearts are restless until they find their rest in thee. Why did Jesus have to die? Why couldn't God just forgive us? Why did God actually forgive rather than punish? It's a gift. God wanted to give us the gift of a flourishing life. We began this message talking about the issues of the heart. We're closing this message talking about the issues of the heart. My four points, again, trust in the Lord. Be a generous person that you would become more emotionally healthy and that you would practice forgiveness. My encouragement to you this morning is that you would be a flourishing disciple of Jesus Christ. That you would live up to all that Christ has done for us. That you wouldn't wallow around in unforgiveness or living life um, trusting in your own ways. That you would comfortably surrender your path and your direction to Jesus Christ that you would be generous in all that you are, that you would again do everything you can to be emotionally healthy, embed yourself inside a life group, get some counselling if needed, but you would also practise forgiveness. For some people that might mean practising daily, weekly, or maybe once a year, I don't know. But I encourage you, church, uh, uh, Darlene and I pray for you love on you, think about you every single day that you would live 
a flourishing life as a Christian and as a follower of Jesus Christ. We love you, church, and we want the best for your life. We want you to live a flourishing life. And again, this morning, the best thing that I can encourage you to do is inside that uh, chat on the um, on your right-hand side of your screen is there's a link that says, raise your hand. Can I encourage you to click on that link and say, I want a flourishing life by becoming a disciple of Jesus Christ. It's a journey, a faith journey. There's a whole bunch of people there just waiting for you to click on that link and to help you and pray for you and to help you on those next steps. Becoming a Christian isn't just clicking a button. Becoming a Christian isn't just saying a one-off prayer and that's it. It's about becoming a disciple, a follower of Jesus Christ. I love how one writer talks about, he says that we should become apprentices of Jesus, where we are following and, and, and duplicating and imitating the practice of him. All of his patterns and ways are embedded inside this book. We've been talking about the wisdom inside Proverbs, how to live a flourishing life. It says, trust in the Lord, don't depend on your own understanding. It's a faith step, a faith step where you say, I'm gonna stop living the way I think I should live and I'm gonna turn around, ask for forgiveness and actually live a life the way I believe Jesus wants me to live it. That's what becoming a Christian is and then putting into practice all of the things that he's teaching us in his word inviting the Holy Spirit into our life and our heart to say, help me, comfort me, lead me, encourage me, and to live a dynamic, flourishing Christian life. Can I encourage you again? Click on that link. We've got a whole bunch of people that would love to pray for you as well as I would. Let me pray for you this morning. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that um, even through this, the power of media and television, that you are there in the room with people watching this message online right now. Speak to their hearts, Lord, that they would again, take that faith step to become a follower of Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray that this seed, as people uh, make this commitment as they raise their hand, Lord, in this moment that they're symbolising their step towards you. Lord, that you are there just desiring and wanting a, a relationship with these people. Lord, we pray that this seed will be protected. It will be nurtured and watered and that as we can do all that we can to help them, Lord, that they will also, again, flourish no matter what circumstance they find themselves in that they will lean and look to you as their Lord. And we pray all of this in the strong and powerful name of Jesus Christ. We love you guys, bless you, have an awesome week, and we'll see you next Sunday.